0: Hi everybody, I'm Heather and Trisha and I, two 20-year size 6 career fit models, are writing a book to share our tips to help you find your own version of perfect. While we edit our book, we're doing podcasts and today we are interviewing Pam Popper, president of the Wellness Forum Health. Pam, I don't know if you know this or remember this, but you and the Wellness Forum are the reason why I began eating a whole food plant-based diet probably 20 years ago now, back when we were yogis together sweating our asses off. <laughs> and at, at that time, it was classes at the wellness forum that changed my diet from basically a junk food vegetarian to eating whole plant foods. And I had no idea prior to taking a class how much I didn't know about nutrition. I actually thought I was eating healthy. And this is a really important point because so many people out there want to make good choices. They just don't know how. So please listen up, everybody, if you want to make some healthier food choices, because this is the perfect person to help direct you. Before we begin, since I'm familiar with the Wellness Forum, I'm going to hand this interview over to Trish, who wants to find out more. Trish, you've got the mic. Take it away.
1: Excellent. Well, thanks, Pam allowing us to interview you. The reason we started inviting guests like yourself to our podcast uh, was so that we're not only sharing our own passions and what works for us, but to share other people's the knowledge around fitness, nutrition, wellness, and of course, fashion. (laughs) It's great for us to learn as well. Uh, So we really appreciate you being here and willing to help us help our audience find their perfect when it comes to health and wellness.
2: Well, happy to be here. Just don't ask me any questions about fashion. We have to stick stick to food. I I walk around in spandex, but I live in the yoga studio in the gym when I'm not helping people with their health and that sort of thing. So I can tell you where to buy the best spandex, but other than that, we should talk about
1: (laughs) Christian (laughs) then. So to get us started, just hear a little bit about your story and why you decided to turn your own passion for health and wellness into a business.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't start with a passion for health and wellness. I I, um, I really wasn't interested in it at all for the first 20 years of my adult life. I was busy um, building a career and um, my my version of health, really what I did to take care of myself, myself so I didn't get too fat. So that's a heck of a health program, as you might imagine. <laughs> And yeah, not not, not a good one, I'm 63 years old right now, so I'm glad I changed before I got to this age, but, but um, through just reading a magazine article that caught my attention, that's how I got interested in this, and the more I learned, the more I learned how much I didn't know, and the more flabbergasted I became about how educated people, I mean, I thought I was educated and smart, and I didn't know anything about the right way to eat or take care of myself, and I didn't learn it in school, and I wasn't seeing it anyplace else. So I thought that I, I could make a, a business out of helping other people with not only that, but other health-related decisions um, as well. So that's it, it. Really, almost started by accident, uh, to tell you the truth. You know, you start telling people what's going on with you, and the next thing, you know, they want to know more and. Then at some point in time, you say, I I seem to like doing this. Maybe I'll just turn it into what I do.
0: That's funny, Pam, because uh, that's that was literally the thing that surprised me the most is that I thought I knew about nutrition. You know, I, I genuinely thought, you know, I, I knew what I was doing when it when it came to eating properly. And uh that was the biggest shocker when I took uh your mama's forum classes, uh wellness one oh one was that I, I wasn't eating properly and I didn't know, you know, how important whole foods, uh plant based whole foods were. So yeah, it's it's funny when people want the information, but they just um they don't know where to go to get it, you know.
2: So right. Well, and it's also, um, we get some good information, but it's taken so out of context. Like, you know, I got the deal where we're supposed to eat fruits and vegetables. I just didn't understand that it's, like, supposed to be mostly plant food, all right? Um, And and the way that things are taught in such a reductionist way that, well, you need vitamin C, and oranges are a source of vitamin C, so make sure you eat some oranges. And then you think because you're eating oranges in the wintertime, you're getting some vitamin C or something. You know, it's just very disjointed and and not really understanding that your health depends upon what you eat. And for anybody who listens to this and and thinks that it's not that important, the average adult will put one ton of food through his or her body every year. And I don't know how anybody could claim that you could put a ton of anything through your body and it wouldn't make any difference, right? So we're gonna eat a ton of food every year. And there is a particular dietary pattern that that ton of food should be comprised of And whether or not you get the dietary pattern right is going to be a profound, not the only, but a profound influence on what happens to you um, in terms of your health. And younger people, you know, you're sort sort of the exception to the rule because you you got this at a much younger age. But most younger people, as long as they stay thin, they think they they got it all going on. Right, right. right. But by the time time you're my age, I'm sixty three. And I look around at the people my age, and I'm just astounded at the percentage of them that are having body parts taken out mm-hmm. and heavily medicated, spending a lot of time hanging out with doctors, mainly because they have put a ton of bad stuff instead of good stuff through their body every year.
0: Mm-hmm. And I just turned 50. There's no way I would feel the way that I feel right now at 50 had I not been eating this way for you know decades.
2: Yeah. So right. I completely agree.
1: And be either medicine or a slow poison.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And unfortunately, it's a slow poison, although it's becoming a faster poison, mainly because of the magnitude of the dietary misbehavior, if you want to call it that. I mean, when I was, you know, at my age, I'm a generation, almost a generation ahead. Have you? And, and at my age, um, we we ate some fast food and we ate processed food and that sort of thing. But I still grew up with grandparents who had a garden and, and my my childhood diet was not real terrible. But what's happening now is the very first food that children eat is terrible. And it's because of this, it's partly because of this concept that we have in our country called kid food. Mm-hmm. All right. And what I mean by kid food is just this thing about it. you go into a restaurant and, and you bring your five year old with you and you've got a menu of food. And then you've got this little corner of the kid food and it's all garbage. It's hot dogs and macaroni and cheese and the worst possible things you can think of. Right. And that's what you feed your kid. So we have a couple of generations of people who grew up eating kid food, absolute trash from the moment they put the first bite in their mouth. And they are now convinced that their child will only right. eat kid food too. So it's starting early, really.
1: I really did you. So I know at the wellness forum you work with healthcare professionals and trying to improve their health outcomes for the patients. What specifically that you offer direct to your consumers?
2: Um, what we do with our consumers, our, our, our work with um, consumers on their diet and, and exercise and diet and lifestyle patterns is tied into this concept of informed decision making about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, And and what I mean by that is, you know, when people make important decisions on their lives, they buy a house or they start a business or they take out a retirement account or they pick a college education for their kids or any any important decision, people uh, use a particular set of skills that they don't really recognize that they're using, which is um, looking at information, learning how to analyze it so they make smart decisions. And that's why most people my age look back and say, you know, for the most part, I made pretty good decisions. I don't regret a lot. you know? But then when it comes to what do you eat? What supplements do you take? Who do you go to? What doctors do you go to? What, what tests do you agree to? What drugs do you take? What procedures do you allow? People just do what they're told and following instructions without asking questions is just a terrible idea. So um, the way we work with our people, most of the people who join Wellness Forum Health are not in good health, that's what brings them here. I wish we got them earlier in the process to prevent stuff, you know, but Mm -hmm. they're not in very good health. And so um, they're here to help, but what they want us to do is help them get out of the medical mill. And I'll tell you what really motivates people to change their diet in important ways is when they start to take a look at data for the choices that have been made for them, the way they just followed along. And I'll give you a really good example, and this just astounds people when they see it. You know, it's not unusual for people in their 40s and 50s to have high cholesterol, and it's a marker for risk of heart heart attack, right? So everybody knows you should do something about it. Okay, so the doctor puts them on a statin drug. Well, if you haven't had a heart attack, the, the risk reduction you get, you don't want to have a heart attack. I don't know anybody who wants to. You don't want to have a stroke. Nobody wants that. So I'm taking a statin drug, and it does lower the cholesterol, right? But how much does it actually reduce the taker's risk of heart attack or stroke? Seven-tenths of a percent, okay? Hmm. And, and people look at that, their jaw drops. Hmm. And then you show them the evidence for diet. You show them how many heart attacks and strokes are happening in the Okinawan population, right? How about some of the other places on the planet where people are eating a predominantly low fat, high fiber plant-based diet? You don't see that. They're not they're not protected by statin drugs. It's the diet right. that they're eating. And so so our process really um is looking at everything that a person is doing, and it has a fabulous way of making people feel really convicted about making big changes in their diet and lifestyle habits, because they really don't want to, I mean, I don't know anybody who wants to die early. I don't know anybody who wants to deal with strokes and heart attacks and being diabetic and injecting yourself with insulin. People don't want to do that stuff. And the only pathway to avoid it really is to take optimal care of yourself. So
1: tell me more about those specific nutritional practices that you recommend.
2: Well, I think the key is making sure that that the diet is is a big enough change to help somebody um, regain and or maintain their health without crossing that line. And I think you guys know what I mean, where you get into perfectionism that's counterproductive. Okay. So essentially what we want people to do is to convert to a low fat whole you know high fiber whole foods plant based diet and Heather made a comment earlier that was really important when she said that she was eating a junk food plant based diet mm-hmm. because you can you can go to a health food store or any grocery store right now and whatever it is that you're eating that's making you overweight or got you on the path to being overweight and or sick you can get the plant-based version of it. You can eat impossible burgers. Well, they have as much saturated fat as a quarter pounder, all right? Now, it's not, you can't, you don't need to never have one, but I'll tell you what, if you have a quarter pounder every day for lunch, now you're having an impossible burger every day for lunch. It's plant-based, but it's not a whole lot better, right? So, so when we're talking about whole foods, we're talking about having meals with vegetables and rice and sweet potatoes and big salads and beans and rice and quinoa and fruits and, you know, healthy food, actual food, right? And um, and then processed foods are okay, but, but that's a minor part of the diet. We actually use a pyramid uh, to show people so they can see that. The further up you go in the pyramid, the less of that stuff you eat. So um, at the very top is treats. This is like the stuff you have on your birthday or a special occasion. So obviously if you're eating more treats than sweet potatoes and broccoli, you have a big problem. Your pyramid's upside down. You got to turn it the other way around and get back to those whole foods. Um, so that's basically what we do. And then, then uh, in addition to that, um, I think something that we've done that has helped us to be very successful with people and helped our people succeed at this is we try to really help them do this with foods that they like. Mm. Um, I think one of the most destructive things that's happened in our field is this concept that if you don't want to eat green apples oh. and kale, you just can't have health, right? But, but actually, you can. Uh, you can have health. And I'll never forget, I had a, um, just one gentleman that I saw years ago. Uh, great story, prostate cancer, and really motivated to change diet, as you might imagine. And he said, um, I, I totally get what you're saying. I don't disagree with anything, but I don't think you understand. I just don't like that kind of food. I mean, you can see what I'm eating. I like steak and pizza. And I said, okay, well, let me ask you some questions. I said, do you like bananas? He goes, well, everybody likes bananas. I said, well, how about apples, grapes? Yeah, I went through a whole list of fruit. I said, what about potatoes? You like those? How about squashes? You like um, green beans and peas and rice? And well, well, by the time we were finished, we had a list of like 30 foods. Uh (laughs) How about eating those? He goes, I could eat this? I said, yeah, that's a, there's nothing bad there. I mean, eat that. And then maybe later on, you'll get a little bit more adventurous. But, But I think it sometimes keeps people away from doing this when they think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to learn to enjoy black quinoa and red lentils and all this exotic food. No, you don't. You can enjoy any kind of plant food you like, right? So we just, it's incumbent on us, I think, to help people see how easy it can be to make it easy for them to say yes to this.
0: Well, it's easier um, than you think, and it's also cheaper, you know what I mean? Uh, Unless you're buying absolutely everything organic. Um, It's kind of, I always say, it's also like the poor man's way to eat, you know? In In the less developed countries, they don't have the rich American diet, so it is actually economically better as well.
2: Um, We've taught people on on public assistance how to do it, and one of our one of a very kind of famous project that I was involved in was the Sacramento Food Bank project in California, and um, it, it was I'll tell you why why it happened I, I wasn't the organizer of it I was just one of the lucky people that got to be a health professional involved with it, but um, a group of us had been working for major companies teaching uh, people how to eat well and exercise and change their health and all that kind of stuff, and, and we'd been. Paying paid a lot of money to do this. And um, we got tired of hearing, I mean, I can see where the where it comes from, but, oh, well, you know, you're getting paid all this money by this company or that company, and all those people are well-employed, but, you know, people, normal people, and particularly people at the lower end of the economic strata, you know, they can't afford to do this. So we were determined to overcome that. So what we did is we, we conducted workshops at the Sacramento Food Bank, people who were eating from the food bank. And we treated them the way we treated all of the corporate employees that we dealt with. We did seminars. And if you wanted to participate, it was voluntary, you know, treated them with respect. and We had 34 people, 33 of them finished. And um, um, at the end of the whole thing, we had a local doctor in Sacramento that agreed to take care of them and take them off their drugs. They had all eliminated almost all of their drugs, all of their supplements. They were able to do this within their economic means. And the reason, and how it goes to what you were saying, you can eat a lot of sweet Sweet potatoes and beans and rice and salad. If you're buying smart, mm-hmm. um, you can eat a lot. In fact, you get a lot more bang for your buck eating that kind of food than when you're going to the store and buying chicken breast and um, and some of the stuff that people think is healthy food.
1: So I love everything you're saying, Pam. You're like right reading. <laughs> and (laughs) Bible. I love it. Um, So I'm thrilled that we have you as a professional resource to refer people to. Could you tell us a little bit more about where you're located and different ways that uh, people can access your services?
2: Yeah. So we're in Worthington, Ohio, um, Central Ohio. Uh, We do business in 33 countries. So, um, and there isn't any place I know of that we couldn't do business. So um, we even helped an Iraqi, a soldier in Iraq during the war, convert her diet while she was Um, involved in one of those wars over there. There's so many, I can't remember which, but in any case, um, any any place on the planet, uh, because everything that we do live here can be done through teleconference and Zoom and uh, video uh, lectures and all that sort of thing. And so um, the two main categories of service that we offer is if you are an individual consumer, and you're concerned about any aspect of your health, including what you're eating, but not limited to that, of course, um, you know, we, we you just get in touch with us or look at our website wellnessforumhealth.com, or call our office. Um, and then we also have training programs for health professionals. And I'll tell you some really happy news. And that is that every year since we started training health professionals, more of them want to learn how to get into the informed medical decision-making business, which includes um, the teaching of diet and lifestyle change. And uh, it's accelerated in recent months with the COVID thing because people are more disgusted, both on the consumer side and the professional side, they're more disgusted with with traditional healthcare than ever before. So I love to see we get dietitians and nurses and physicians who are saying, look, I, I want to help people get better. And I'm realizing the limitations of what I learned in medical school or in nursing school. And I want to learn to do better. So so we're delighted that we started that part of our business because we think that's the key to the future is having armies. Just think about if we could convert 20% of the medical doctors just in the United States, we've had, we would have 200,000 physicians out there helping people get better, not worse. That's
0: amazing. And I think people do... Like I said at the beginning of this, they they want the information and they want to make changes and they don't want to be on medication and they want to feel good. You know, it, it's mm. just it's just a matter of getting the information. And one really cool thing that I also want to mention that I didn't mention when I uh, brought you up in the beginning is you gave me this wellness 101 class for free. It was because we were all um, you know doing yoga together and you were helping us all become better teachers in the yoga community. And that class, I mean, I don't even know if I even would have taken it had you not just been so generous and it's amazing because it's priceless, so I don't even know what your costs are, but I just want our listeners to know that your information, you know especially if they're they're not feeling well, if they want to feel better, is literally just priceless, so whatever it is, it's worth it, and just yeah I, I highly recommend. <laughs>
2: Thank you. And, you know, something that you mentioned, I want to I want to um, say something about, you you talked about feeling good. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think that goes on, and I, I think this was partly what happened to me before I changed, the descent into feeling not good happens so gradually that you don't even realize mm-hmm. it's happening. In other words, every day, you know, if every single month, you know, for 10, 20 years, like when, when I was not taking care of myself for 20 years, it, you know, you're like a, you know, a half a percent, uh worse off than you were and then it, gets, it accelerates a little bit but but you don't notice it it's like if i could have gone from how i felt as a teenager to how i felt when i was 38 years old and and did the change if that had happened over a few hour period of time i would have said oh my gosh what's happening to me i have to do something about this right, right? right. But it happens so gradually that people don't realize. And then after you get out of this, you you eat your way and exercise your way and you do all the right things, you start drinking water. Who knew water was so powerful, right? right? Uh, you start doing all these things and you say, yeah, I feel better when I'm 38 or 39 back then than I did when I was 18. And now at 63, I have more energy than most of the people a third my age, right? So you, you, you really don't realize what we're talking about when we talk about feeling good. Right. And the other thing that I'll say, and this is, I think, really important for older people who are listening to this, and that is that at my age, I, what I want, I, I really love living, just so you know, okay? <laughs> I'm having a great time. And so all these people who say, oh, I don't want to live to be old, I just want to get hit by a bus, that's not me. If I could live for 200 more years, I would do it. So here's my point at the decisions that people make at my age are going to determine not only how long you live, but the quality of your life. Um, and so um, I don't want to spend 97 seconds in a, in a nursing home or assisted living place. All right. All right? When mm-hmm. I'm 97 years old, I'm going to be doing something productive. Um, maybe not at the pace I'm doing it right now, but I want to be engaged in life. And so when you eat well, when you take care of yourself, when you stay lean, when you exercise, and you drink water and you sleep well and you do all the stuff that we all talk about all the time, this is how you... You can't help but get older. That's going to happen. We don't have a cure for that. But we can help you live till you die. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so important. The difference between, you know, having, I think I've got 35, 40 more productive years at the age of 63. And then I see people who are my age and they go, "Uh, you're probably thinking about slowing down now, right? I'm (laughs) going, What? Yeah, cool. what is? I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, that's you know, so. that's perfect. Yeah, quality of
0: life is key. It is. It is so key. Well, Pam, your passion for wellness is so inspiring. And please keep doing you because what you do is so important. So thank you again for being here. Um, this was fantastic. And thank you all for listening to our paid to be perfect podcast. Ask us questions or give us your ideas for what you want to hear from us. And please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, our Instagram account at Heather and Trish. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Paid to Be Perfect. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. Keep following for more info about our eventual book release that shares all of our nutrition, fitness and wellness habits. And remember, you're perfect.